everyone, welcome to another episode of Easy Keeper. I'm your host, Sakura Duke. And I'm your host, Jaden Cron. And this week we are talking about the film Young Guns 2. Two Young Guns. The two Young Guns go to war. <laughs> Made in 1990, starring Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, and a bunch of other famous people. Um, yep. Like Alan Ruck from Ferris Bueller is here. He's in it. Uh, Vigo Mortensen is here. He's also there. Christian Slater. Yeah. Whole whole slew whole of people. A whole posse, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> is this our first sequel? I think this I is think the first time we've done a sequel. sequel. Yeah. He's not in a lot of sequels. No, because a lot of the movies in are not good enough to get sequels. No. <laughs> Young Guns 1 also was not good enough to get no. a sequel. But, but yet, it, here, here we are. We are. Who? Oh. <laughs> Do you want to explain what happened in this movie? Because I, okay. I saw it like 10, I finished it like 10 or 20 minutes ago. I do not remember. Yeah, I just finished it five minutes ago and I'm struggling. So, <laughs> Glad we're Emilio Estevez, he's Billy the Kid, but, he, but there's this old man in the future named Bill who's telling this lawyer, he's like, when I was a young boy, I was Billy the Kid, and I was hanging out with all my fellows in the West. And then you go to, back to the West, and Billy the Kid is, he's got, like, his new friends, uh, Dickhead McGee and Rutabaga. Yep. Uh, and uh, then they're, 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 they're dicking around, and somebody gets shot, and then they're like, yeehaw, partner. Then Kiefer Sutherland, cut to him in New York, he gets prisoned because the the current like uh the guy of the county really hates the um he really hates everybody who was involved in the first movie all of the gang members from that so he starts hunting them down and then billy the kid's like well i'll testify and then a guy's like ah but you can't testify billy the kid's like Shh. so then he escapes and then he escapes everybody else with him. And they're like, we're going to Mexico, baby. And they start going to Mexico. But then they get Pat Garrett, who was also who used to be a part of the gang. He's now not a part of the gang. He's a bad guy now. And he comes after them. And they have to, like, escape. And then there's the part where they go to the whorehouse. And that gets burned down. Uh, you know, and people get shot. There's a lot of shooting. A lot of guns. In a lot of shooting. A lot of bullets. Uh, then they kind of keep walking around outside out west and the bad guys are like, her, where are they? And then they have the chase sequence and then the horses roll down the hill and uh, what happens after the horses? I can't uh, remember. Anyway, then eventually some stuff happens. There's a shootout. Kiefer Sutherland gets shot. Uh, then... Uh, they get captured, but then they get uncaptured, and then they're like, oh, everything is very sad now. And then Lou Diamond Phillips kind of just bleeds to death in a cemetery. Yeah. Um, and then and then Billy the Kid has a party, and he's like, yeehaw, partner. But then the bad guy comes, and he's like, I'm going to shoot you now, idiot. And he's like, ah, but if you shot me, you would just be the guy who shot Billy the Kid, and I would be Billy the Kid. And another guy's like, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> and, and then Billy the Kid isn't shot because he steals Pat Garrett's horse, and that's the end of the movie. And so you're not sure if the old man claiming to be Billy the Kid is Billy the Kid or not. 
Well, there is more to the end of the movie because then Billy, uh, not Billy, I want to say Billy Joel. It's John Bon Jovi. A Bon yeah. Jovi song plays yeah. while we see clips from the movie we just watched. Yeah. And it shows, it says, like, so and so. But it only was, does it for like three was, of the characters. Behead- yeah. Like, One this guy, guy was beheaded in, in Mexico as, a, as an example to others. Fun. Yeah. What so, do you think of this movie? Uh, not great. No, pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty rough. Like, I mean, it I, had I it had s- none of the polish that, like, the first one had, and that one didn't even have that much polish. Like, yeah. anything that worked about the first one of, like, the, you know, the chemistry of the gang. The, it's all gone. The fights being somewhat... Like, you could somewhat follow them. Uh-huh. It's just, it's not There's just so good. many fights. It's like they wrote down the things that people liked about the first one and were like, great, if we throw out everything else, it would be a better movie, right? <laughs> exactly. Let's get rid of those. Yeah. And then just let's just have, cut through a billion camera angles Yes. of people oh, shooting, no. and you don't know what's happening. And Even when it's just regular people talking, there's confusing moments where, like, uh, we thought that, uh, I thought that, like, you know, after they go down the hill and, like, uh, Chavez, like, pulls up on a horse with Dave, and then, for some reason, it just looked like they were pulling up beside the bad guys, and mm-hmm. you're like, wait, but they're at the bottom of the hill. Just not a lot of good spatial stuff in this movie. No. Like, and also the characters, there's so many, it keeps introducing new characters, and so you have yeah. no idea who's who. Yeah, because you got point. William H. Bonney, Doc Skurlock, Chavez y Chavez, Dave Rudabaugh, Rudabega, you got uh, Pat Garrett, you got Hendry French, you got D.A. Reinerson, you got John Chisholm, you got Tom O'Fallard, you got Ashman Upson, you got Deputy Carlisle, you know, and these are all, like, characters who are mentioned, set, like, these aren't just, like... Oh, these characters appear once. Like all of the those characters I just mentioned, for the most part, are like in the movie several yeah. times. Like, yeah. And like, so every every time it cuts to someone, you it you have to like wait for someone to say a name so you know what the hell is happening and who the hell these people are. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's kind of, I mean, the John Bon Jovi stuff was funny at least. That was <laughs> yeah. Like... I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a, a great song, but you know, it's a fun song. Yeah, you're like, hey, this is kind of silly. <laughs> oh, Bon Jovi, you silly guy. <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. honestly, I, mean, I did, never thought I'd say this, let alone have it be recorded and distributed online. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's missing Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Like Charlie yeah. Sheen's character in the first one is kind of his role is kind of taken over by by Kiefer as Doc, but like yeah, not enough because because Charlie Sheen his character was like the you know kept everyone together and kept everyone like doing something. Yeah. Whereas Billy the Kid leading the gang is just like whatever we're just gonna go we're just gonna shoot people they just they just go and they just keep murdering people 
for no reason. Yeah. Like, there's nothing redeemable the about, about like, him as a character. The movie's like, oh, you should feel bad. Don't like Billy the Kid. But also, whoa, he's so cool. What a cool guy. And you're like, no, he's just an asshat, really. Like, Yeah. He wasn't the first movie, and he is here, and he's just... Uh, <laughs> like, he doesn't do one redeemable thing in this whole movie. The only thing he has going for him is he can do cool flips with his gun. Yeah, like, there's a part where um, Kiefer Sutherland is in, like... He's got, like, some chains on his wrists. And so... <laughs> that was pretty funny. Billy the Kid, like, points the gun at the chains. He does a backwards somersault and then shoots it. So this is like after like a like five minutes of him being like okay I'm gonna shoot and then like getting just going off on a tangent and then be like, okay okay time to shoot yeah and then goes off that was that was probably the best part of this whole movie from being yeah. on also like the gun is directly pointed at Kiefer Sutherland's head area too like true pretty pretty wacky um, yeah. I liked when Kiefer Sutherland was in his classroom teaching all the children. He's yeah. like, what's an F word? What's a word with F in it? And the kid's like, Friday! And he's like, very good! And you're like, yeah! And then yeah. he's like, ooh, okay. You know, he pulls out his pocket watch and he's like, ooh. You know, he's got the letter W up. And the kid's like, watch. And he's like, yeah, very good. And then he's like walking around all funny. And the kid's like, ooh, wobbly. And he's like, yes, awesome. And then he gets arrested by the police. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah. I just wanted to see Kiefer Sutherland having fun with children. See, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, as a t- former, you know, outlaw turned... New York school teacher in the ter- around the turn of the century. I would watch that movie. Yeah. I would enjoy would that good. movie more than I enjoyed this movie. Uh-huh. Which is not difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kiefer Lovon's just not... I don't think he's in this one as much as he was in the first no. one. No. Because even though it feels like there's less characters... Like, there's probably about the same number of characters in the yeah. main gang, but there's so much of an emphasis on the bad guys and on Billy the Kid just being Billy the Kid that it just kind of... The only drags. characters that actually have any room for anything is uh, is Billy, uh, Doc, and Chavez. Everyone else is just kind of like, oh, when are they going to die? Oh, that guy's kind of a racist guy. Okay, whatever oh. you say, Dave. <sighs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That whole like knife, the knife fight. fight at the burial ground. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't really know what was going on there. It was just a, they're like, okay, we've gone like five minutes without a fight. Okay, well, yeah. the bad guys aren't anywhere near them. They hmm. should fight over indigenous people's bodies. Ooh, yes, let's do that. This will be good. This that'll will be that'll a good really. Scene. I'll give you, listeners, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't a good scene. No, it was a bad scene, if I'm being honest. Very, not, I mean, you know, I think, I don't think this movie had quite the yikes moments of Young yeah. Guns 1, just because of how egregious the Young Guns 1 yikes moments were. Yeah. Um, but this one still has them. They're still there. Oh, it there. Don't, rest the shirt, folks. Don't, you will still say yikes out. during yeah. this film. Yeah, man, remember the part when the woman, like, because they're burning down yeah. her, like, brothel, she's like, 
I'm going to get naked on a horse, baby. And you're like, good for her. <laughs> like, were they trying to do a Lady Gad- Godiva thing there? I like, don't know. Were they trying to be smart? It was just... Uh-huh. Yeah. This movie feels like it's trying to be smart with, like... I don't even think it is. Really? I don't know. With, like, the part where it's like, ooh, this, this pinata, you see? It's the... The pinata, and then it shows, you know, when, oh, the pinata explodes when Billy the Kid gets shot. Or does he? Ooh, you've got to think about that. Ooh. Think because about why, why does, why does Henry French reject the name Buckshot George and just want to be called Henry French? Hmm? Bet you didn't think about that. Buckshot George is a stupid name. <laughs> Buckshot George is great. Ugh. Um. Okay. Can we talk about how they just the voice that Emilio Estevez does for the old man Billy the Kid? It's bad. It's not. It's not good. It's horrendous. It, yeah. Like it literally the whole opening scene where like he's on the side of the road and like this like oh hey sir I'm a become lawyer. lawyer and he's like listen here boy I'm yeah. Billy the Kid but like I don't even it was I'm just Billy the Kid yes that I'm was gonna... it. <laughs> it was like literally like. Yeah. If you were asked to do like an impression of an old man, mm-hmm. but like a bad one, if you just ask anyone on the street, like, "Hey, do an old man voice," it's exactly Ooh, what you would hear. Kid. Back in my day, when we were in the desert, we had all the horses, and the horses tumbled down the hills. I tell you what. But then he just he so he tells the man you know he the man's like okay I need proof that you're Billy the Kid and he just tells him his like life story like, and then afterwards scars. he's like do you have okay th- th- how can I believe you? he's like I got scars and then he gets on his horse and rides away yeah what I don't have much more to say I have like six notes for this movie mm. which is yeah um, the least I've taken of any movie by a long shot. Yeah, I want to talk about the, uh, just, like, why is there, like, a framing device in general? It just adds nothing. Yeah. There's so also so many moments in this movie where it feels like, um, particularly there's a bit where Kiefer Sutherland's, like, walking around with the gang, and this one guy's like, oh, you see, the war has changed. You don't understand. <laughs> You know, the the cowboy life. This ain't the untamed prairie you used to ride when you were a cowboy. Audience, audience, understand. The stakes are higher. You need to understand the stakes are higher in this sequel. Please, please, for the love of God, internalize this. Yeah, because this movie doesn't really have... I mean, the first movie didn't have much of a coherent storyline, no. but it... At least but it was it, something. It was something, you know? I can still remember, like, oh, no, the guy we like got, got shot down. Now we gotta go on a revenge quest. And then, like, suddenly realizing, oh, no, Billy the Kid's influence on this gang is turning us into a bunch of wild outlaws. Guess we'll just shoot a bunch more people. That will never be a problem. Whereas this movie's like... I'll make you famous. Bang. Bang, bang, bang. Kill Walton's gang. <laughs> like, 
There, I think the scene that like kind of sums it up for me is so they go to um, uh, what's his name, uh, John Chisholm. Uh, they're like, you owe me five hundred dollars yes, for yeah. the stuff that happened in the first movie, and he's like, I ain't giving you nothing. And then, uh, he like two of his like bodyguards come up, and then they like, then Billy's like, I'll kill one of your for every five dollar you five dollars you owe me, I'll kill one of your men. So then he just kills. So they kill the two men, uh-huh. and then just leave. Yeah. And there's nothing that scene. I mean, that scene. Then he ends up going, but like. He, that's what why he ends up sending Pat Garrett after them. Uh-huh. But, like, he just kills those two guys for no reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't that's my problem it. with this movie. He's an, he's an anti-hero, though, Zach. This is a Ooh, that is movie. true. This that is, is true. This is a morally gray film. This movie will turn your gray matter into no matter. I got brains. I got beef brain <laughs> from watching this movie. I'm sorry, folks. I got beef brain. It's a medical condition. But is it a Kiefer Drayton? No. No, it's not a Kiefer. No, it's, it's not. a bad movie is what it is. Yeah. This movie it pisses me off the most about this movie. Uh-huh. It had a $20 million budget and it made $40 million at the box office. Well, but well. also, at least they didn't make a threequel. At least there's not that. Yeah. I... Oh man, sorry. I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm I'm look- getting ready for Amazon reviews, but there's uh, like a, du- a quadruple feature that you can buy that comes with American Outlaws, a movie called Maverick, Young Guns Two, and Wild Wild West. Ooh, uh, but no Young Guns movie. One. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't need to understand. Yeah. Um. As bad as this movie is, mm-hmm. I w- at least the 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 not great action scenes were something for me to watch. Yeah, you know, like at least I don't know. It's better than some of the movies that want to be like a drama, but are just nothing. At least this movie kind of embraces its trashness. Yeah, still not good, but you know. No. So now we're moving on to the part of the show called Taglines. That's a weird way to introduce it, but that's what we're doing. Wow. You <laughs> just, just got two every tag single lines time here, it's your turn for your segment, you just blow it out of the water. I just, you know, I, I see my shot and I take it. Yeah. So we got two taglines here. The West just got wilder. Ooh. Yoo-hoo, I'll make you famous. Yeah. This has it? been taglines. Wow. Oh, uh, another qu- another comment about the movie before we move on to reviews. Um, I was sitting there watching this, and I was like, "How are audiences expected to remember what happened in the first movie?" I yeah. When this movie was released two years after the first one, and exactly, I saw the first one one year ago. Like, yeah, I could not tell you what happens in the first uh, one. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on to reviews. Uh, this one comes to us from Mike Bartley. It is a three-star review. Um, a legend forged in a blaze of glory. Young Guns 2 is the sequel to one of my favorite movies of all time. 
this sequel isn't quite as good as the original, most likely because of it being toned down for a PG-13 rating. <laughs> but it's still a very, very well-fun made, a very well-fun made action <laughs> western romp with enough great scenes to keep most viewers entertained. The story takes place a year after the events of the first film and tells them of the more traditionally well-known story of Billy the Kid and his faded, desperate ride for Mexico <laughs> while being pursued by Sheriff Pat Garrett. The video quality of this Blu-ray is pretty good, not fantastic, but on par, if not slightly better, than the average cat catalog release. Sound is... Fantastic. From the small ambient sounds to the sound of bullets whizzing past your head, everything is nice, crisp and nicely balanced. The biggest disappointment of this Relu Ray is in the special features. It's, quote, almost, end quote, as bare bones as you can get. It includes a theatrical trailer and a making of documentary, which is six minutes. Yes, only six minutes. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. It's fun, action-packed, looks good, sounds great. I really wanted to give it one more star just for the lack of content for its quote-unquote current price. I paid $38 here on Amazon. Holds it back. Wait, what? How long ago was this? 2019. You paid $38 in 2019 for a Blu-ray of a movie that is at best okay. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. That's wow. That'll that blows my socks off, you know. That is. Yeah. Wow. So is that the review? Uh, that's that review. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, I was gonna. So we got. I forgot to oh. pull up another one here. You. Well, you... we got one from No Regrets. Uh, it's a two-star review. A second try, a second failure. Mm-hmm. From June nineteenth, two thousand two. Young Guns 2 is, sorry to say, about as exciting and remarkable as Young Guns. That is, not at all. Sometimes modern westerns just don't make it work. And unfortunately, this is one of those times. The greatest problem here is a complete lack of attitude. Neither director nor actors seem to have any opinion whatsoever of the story they're telling, nor any feelings for it. None that came across to the viewers, anyway. This story, is, this story has been told much better. For instance, the Gore Vidal's Billy the Kid. This is not a movie you have to watch. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, like I got, he had I one got sidetracked on Amazon. I'm sorry. I started looking at Blu-rays I want to buy. Well, just make sure you're not spending $38 per Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's... That's a Criterion money, baby. Yeah. Yeah. For Young Guns too. Now wow. available from the Criterion Collection. See, all the all these reviews are five stars, and they're either yeah, just I've... like great movie or like just like five paragraphs. Yeah. Okay. Or you know what? I'm it gonna... arrived fine. I'm going with uh, this one. It comes from E. Calloway. Five stars. When legend is better than fact, print <laughs> the legend. Well, this is a sequel no one really saw coming. It is actually a recounting of a pseudo-history told by Ollie L., quote, br- bushy, brushy, br- brushy, brill, brushy Bill Roberts. 
This is the altar history that said that Pat Garrett did not actually kill Billy the Kid in cold blood in the Maxwell house, but he died of old age in 1950. Roberts maintained until he died that he was, in fact, William H. Bonnie, a.k.a. Billy the Kid. Like the first film, historical accuracy is at best highly questionable. It is more like the American dream to have lived ever li- happily ever after and not to have died unarmed in cold blood. Enough of the history bait. debate. On to the movie. This movie was supposed to have taken place a year or so after the end of the first movie. Doc Skurlock, that's Kiefer Sutherland's character, was now a happily married school teacher in New York City. He was dragged out of his classroom to stand trial in Lincoln County for the deaths of those involved in the assassination of John Tunstall, the bad guy from the first movie. Oh, wait, no, wait, was... No, John Tunstall was the good guy from the first movie. A cattleman who took a, ba- a band of miscreants in and was sort of fa- was a sort of father figure. Doc found himself in prison with Chavez. Uh, he was a regulator. Rescued by Billy the Kid, they tried to evade the law. As much as... This is why I picked this review. As much as I enjoyed this movie, it was a downer. I think the character of Billy was more accurate to reality in this film. <laughs> He was nowhere near as ag- arrogant. He was introspective and rather adult for his young age. Age. John Bon Jovi's soundtrack was a plus two. EPC. It just ends with the letters EPC. I don't know what that means. Uh, that's uh, Acer's line of uh, netbooks from the oh. mid 2000s. EPC. Wow. We got a review from Frankie. Uh-huh. Five stars from the United Kingdom. Great. Uh-huh. Had this on cassette. Yes, cassette years ago. So thankful to find it again. I'd forgotten all about it. Thanks for this. Wow. That's, uh... That's something. Sure is. Mm-hmm. We got another one from Jane Bartholomew Goodenough. Oh. Four stars. Four stars. <laughs> Fun. Wow. Okay, here we go. This one comes to us from Abe. Three stars. Billy the Kid. <laughs> this one is designed to fuel a Billy the Kid lifestyle story. It won't hurt the kids, I don't think. Lou Diamond Phillips, Kiefer Sutherland with two E's, and Emilio Estevez are in it. The first one was better. Besides this, the first one, this is one of the best Western flicks ever. A redhead whore goes topless for a part. That part was the best. Each of the actors did the air best in this and the first young gun. <laughs> I also want you all to know that it's it's written entirely in lowercase. <laughs> That's good. With like he puts spaces between his words, but when he puts in periods, he doesn't put spaces in between the sentences. So it'll be like, doesn't. I don't think dot Lou Phillips. Like, it is. That's my favorite website. Yeah. Think dot Lou. Think dot Lou. They have all uh, kinds of crazy uh, domain names now. Yeah, kids these days. You know, you got dot pizza, dot Lou. Wow. This one comes to us from Derek Schaumer. Five stars. Great movie. The comedy is top-notch, and the characters are great. 
I saw this before Young Guns 1, go figure, and I thought it was the best ever. <laughs> now, I'm not sure. Young Guns 1 might have been better, especially the plot. Either way, you should own both movies, 1 and 2. Get them. Now. Okay. Thank you, Derek. That was a little aggressive. I might, you know, <laughs> the more I think about it, I think this movie's okay. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yep. I think I, I don't have anything more on reviews I want to read. Okay. Uh, let's move on to news, then. We got a few different pieces of news. One yeah. of them, I guess you could call old, because it's from 2010. That's um, a joke. Uh, so this is from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Billy the Kid Pardon debated it on 20th anniversary of Young Guns 2. Uh-huh. Coincidence? And I'm not going to go deep into this article. I'm just going to answer their question for them. Uh, you know, these 10 years later? Yes. Okay. That is a coincidence. <laughs> no one cares that much about Young Guns 2. Shut up. Everyone loves Young Guns too. Huh. Anyways, now we're moving on to the real meat and potatoes of news this week. Ooh, you know it's a good week when we have something that is meat and potatoes and mm. we have a side dish. You people are lucky. Mmm, but you know who isn't lucky? Who? Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, no. Now you may <laughs> remember Mr. Katzenberg from Shrek. Or Shark Tale. But mostly Shrek. Uh... Mostly Shrek. Or probably not, but maybe Quibi. Which is why he's relevant to this podcast. So for, for those of you who don't know, Quibi uh, was a uh, mobile-only streaming... Is a mobile-only streaming uh, service. It's not dead yet. Um, mm-hmm. uh, where everything is 10 minutes or less. And it launched in April. And yeah. they had a show. There's a show, uh, the uh, like a reboot, reimagining of The Fugitive, starring Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was supposed to come out in April, and then it didn't come out in August. So they can go to hell. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is from the Los Angeles Times. Quibi may Ooh. be for sale, but what is it worth, and who would buy it? <laughs> so good question. Despite continuously you know insisting that they actually the the numbers of people who stayed after their free trial are actually really good and they're doing really good this billion dollar piece of garbage yeah not doing too hot actually turns out no and in an interesting thing that i've learned recently almost all the shows on quibi mm-hmm. do not belong to quibi huh yeah. What does that? What does this mean? I am very so, buddy. They they have exclusive streaming uh, rights for now, but stuff like um, Most Dangerous Game. That's the one that I I do know for sure is not owned by them. But I, I know a lot of their like fictional stuff uh-huh. is definitely not owned by them. So anyone who buys Quibi would only have it for as long as Quibi would have the exclusive streaming rights. So it makes them even more worthless. Yes, in. Indeed. So basically, <laughs> if if you if you want to buy Quibi, what you're buying is a soon-to-be-empty streaming yeah, service, and I you're mean, buying the technology that nobody wants. I mean, you got that the uh, the Will Arnett uh, memory hole show. Probably they probably, probably. Own that, uh, that if, rip-off and, of everything is terrible. 
Uh, you yeah. probably have like actually no, I was gonna say you probably have like the Polygon show, but that Vox probably has the rights to that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the Chrissy Teigen's <laughs> Court one. Maybe. But um, yeah, it's not looking too great for old Jeffrey Katzenberg. So yeah. hey, and his um, as we uh, you know we mentioned this before, if you if you ever want to come on to our show and apologize to us, we'd be happy to have we you. Love we will mock yeah. you endlessly uh-huh. because it is the funniest thing that you put a billion dollars into this thing and nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna from this Los Angeles Times article. Uh, I'm also just gonna read this quote. I don't know who Please said do. it. it says just Clinton, but I can't find a Clinton Classic earlier Clinton. in the article. Could be Bill. Could be a Doug Clinton, New Jersey-based uh, managing partner at the investment loop, a firm Loop Ventures that invests in tech startups. Okay, so he says at the very end of the article, the influencer is gaining power, and I think in some ways the Shut traditional up. celebrity is losing power. Clinton said, "You'd rather watch the six-minute show with the influencer on TikTok that you and your friends what? like to joke about." It's much more about the individuals than the gatekeepers. Yeah, the people are on some different level, man. They are like, they're in an entirely different zone. Listen, I don't use TikTok, but I am almost certain you can't have TikToks that are six minutes long. Yeah. And that is just one of several points about that thing that I could make. Whoa, sorry. Now I'm, is... on, I'm on. I'm on Jeffrey Katzenberg's uh, Wikipedia. Yes. And so apparently he showed up on the fifth season of The Apprentice. Oh. And the people who um, won the tasks or whatever had the opportunity to be character voices in Over the Hedge. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Hell in, yeah. in the article that keeps on giving. Um, just above that, a uh, really fun quote that you read. Yeah. Uh, here's another uh, really fun paragraph. The mobile app Cameo lets oh. users pay to ask celebrities to send personalized video messages, including birthday wishes and graduation co- congratulations. That's a fun thing to say. To their friends. People including the rapper Snoop Dogg, magician Chris Angel, and Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary. Wait, on Kevin O'Leary's one? <laughs> <making laughs> in the way celebrity work. So I only read that because I saw Kevin O'Leary was on there. And if you That's know funny. That is, you just Google him. But I'm sorry. People including Snoop Dogg, Chris Angel, and Kevin O'Leary? Former former candidate for leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. Of all the people you could pick. Damn. Huh? Damn. We're still not done. Because that was the meat. Now onto the potatoes, which is kicking Quibi Waller's debt while they're down because it's funny. Yeah, this is from Screen Rant, who still uh, hasn't hired me, even though I applied to them. So kind of weird, but uh, anyways. Awkward. So uh, Quibi as essential feature when it's too late. So you remember how Quibi launched and you literally couldn't screenshot anything mm-hmm. in this stupid app? Mm-hmm. So they instead like a month after launch. Okay, we're gonna add that. It's now been four, four mm-hmm. months, and they finally add it. And I just I'm gonna read you verbatim this uh, Twitter thread from Tom Tom Codrad, uh, product and design and engineering at Quibi, among other things, and Snapchat. Oh, so he's the reason that Snapchat every time I open it is more confusing. Good. 
I hate him even more now. So I'm going to read you this uh, fun little Twitter feed, Twitter thread, and we're going to laugh at him. So everyone, start your meme maker. Mock the golden arm with precise photographic evidence. Share your cell-drawn horoscope with the world. Photoshop your own head onto action star Kevin Hart for real. That's right. Quibi has screenshots. Kinda. One of six. Oh, boy. <laughs> Of course, it wouldn't be Quibi if we weren't if we didn't give the Twitterverse something to dunk on. So here's the opening. It's not your grandfather screenshotting. Yep, yeah, screenshotting I, I the way Pop Up did it in '09 still produces ugly blank rectangles straight to your camera roll. To grab a screenshot on Quibi, press and hold on any playing episode to reveal a menu. Blah blah blah. So they that's not important. Is it to encourage 1,000 think pieces about how we don't know what? what we're doing no that's just a bonus it's that product it's that products live with constraints and in this case we have to honor the drm preferred by our content creators while satisfying your desire to memeify at joe jonas the struggle and it's real is as soon as we turn on drm the os blocks screenshots end of story so our engineers came up with this nifty alternative we're still tweaking some details no captions sad face so it's sort of pop so it's a sort of public beta in our 1.7 release. So what are you waiting for? Go download it now, dear worst, and let us know what you think. And have fun searching for the tiny number of episodes you still can't screenshot. They spent a billion dollars on this thing. Yeah, and it's also this this Amazing. Twitter thread is from July. Is it? Okay, well, uh, well, but this so article the article six days ago. So you know what, Screen Rant, this is on you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing it's now out of beta, but yeah, probably. I really don't care. But like, just saying, well, <laughs> here's some, you know, <laughs> well, you can dunk on us. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not making me not dunk on you. You're, yeah. You spent a billion dollars, and your app couldn't do screenshots. Mm-hmm. That's funny. In other uh, news, apparently Jamie Foxx's Electro is coming back to Marvel's <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> that guy's the best guy. I mean, who doesn't love Amazing Spider-Man 2? That's uh, a great film. Now, speaking of great films, next week you have next two week. options as okay. soon as I pull them up. Pull them up. Uh, uh, you have I Cowboy have. Up. Okay. And to end all wars. Oh man, I'm gonna go with to end all wars. Yep. (laughs) Keep dancing around that cowboy up. You really put me between a bullet and a target, and now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, you you forced my hand. What is to end all wars? Oh, it's something. I don't know. Fun, the fun out. thing is we now have a spreadsheet, so I don't actually see the posters for the movie. I just see the titles. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of titles, uh, you know what has a title? Our podcast art. And you know who made our podcast art? Kaya. You know what we're going to do? We're going to thank her. So thank thanks you, to Kaya. Kaya for our fantastic podcast art. You can check out links to her other work in the description. And you can also find links to Kevin McLeod, who created the song Sax Rock and Roll, which is our theme music and outro music. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at HKPod and Instagram at HKPodcast. Uh, it's popping off there once more. Yes. Uh, it's coming back. It's coming up. Uh, it's coming up. 
Yeah, you can leave us a review on iTunes if you're so inclined, and you can also send us a message on Anchor. Like, come on, someone's gonna do it. So, someone, one of you guys, someone's gonna, be, gonna, the gonna be the first. The first one. You and... can be the Neil Armstrong of sending us a message on Anchor. You could. It wouldn't even so be that hard. Yeah, It'd be one small step for this podcast. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been your host, Zachary Luke. I've been your host, Jaden Cron, and this has been... He's a Keeper. Keeper. Well? Well? Did you know that Young Guns 2 was nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, I did have that in my notes, but I didn't didn't feel like bringing it up because it just upset me. (laughs)